Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All right, well, uh, how's everybody doing today? Come on. Let's, let's try it one more time. There's some people getting baptized. They're dying to their old self and being raised to new life. Come on, let's practice for them. How's everybody doing today? Amen. Much better. Much better. Much better. Much better. Awesome. Awesome. And, and those of you that are watching online, you can do the very same thing. Let us know in the chat how you're doing and uh, just engage in this service this morning. Well, I'm so glad to be with each and every one of you. Today's going to be a great day. I'm excited about what God is going to do in the service today. I want to start with a question, and that is, how do you see God? How do you see God? And, and I, I answer it, it, it it's depending on your perspective. It's the perspective that you have of God. That's how you see him. Because um, let, me, let me give you this example as a different kind of an analogy. Um, some of you, how would you see this room? Some of you, I would say, wow, uh, you might say, well, this is a big room. Well, it seats 240 people, so it might be bigger than your bedroom, but it's really not that big of a room. Like, it's your perspective that matters. So, for example, I could then take you up the road to Hard Rock Stadium, and you would say, wow, this is a big place because it seats 56,000. And, and then maybe you would say, yes, that's a big place. And, and then it depends on your perspective again, because then I could take you, you know, up the road, up the highway to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And then you would say, well, this is a big place. Like literally over a quarter of a million people can all be at the same event at the same time at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So it really depends on the perspective that you have. And, and so I, I'm talking about this to say, how do you see God? Like, in what ways do you see God? And, and it, it depends on your, your perspective, but your perspective then drives your reality. If you're taking notes, that's one of the blanks. Your perspective drives your reality. So I want to bring Jesus into a perspective that maybe some of you did not know, or maybe you have since forgotten of who he is. Because sometimes when people think of God, they, they say things like the man upstairs, right? How much more like uh, untouchable, unconnected can it be than to say, well, the big guy, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, he's looking out for us, right? Versus he's our father, right? Versus he is uh, our, 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 our daddy, right? It's, it's the perspective that I'm trying to help you to to understand of who he is because some of you look at him as this this man upstairs and I would have never have called my dad the man upstairs I lived in a two-story house when I was a kid but I never called him hey the man upstairs is, is uh, pretty mad at us we're gonna be grounded tonight no it's it's he's dad and and that's the same thing that I'm trying to get you to understand with God it, we might think of him as this vengeful tyrant vengeful tyrant looking to crush us at any moment or or a higher power that could care less about your needs. And maybe you've thought in that perspective or you looked at him as this, this higher power. But the Bible shows us something different. From the manger, which is a cow trough, like it's, it's a feeding trough for, for livestock in Bethlehem, to the baptism in the beginning of his ministry, to his miracles and his teachings, to his death on the cross, we get a different perspective of who God is through his son Jesus. And so today, as we continue in this series, 
through the book of Philippians. I'm going to take you to Philippians chapter 2. And so if you'll read with me, I think the verses will be on the screen and you can follow there or follow on your, in your Bible or in your application. Philippians chapter 2 verse 1. Therefore, if you have any encouragement, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, and, and I stop for a second to say, what is therefore, therefore? Therefore is there for the chapter 1 right before that was talking about the struggle that the Philippians were going through. And it's the same which Paul was going through. Paul was in prison, if you remember. He says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. And, and he's about to kind of go into what we would sometimes call, and the early church has, has talked about, and theologians have called this Christ Him, this perspective of the character and nature of God, and how we can look to who God is through His Son Jesus. This is the Christ Him, starting there at verse 6. And it says, Who being in very nature God, in other words, He is God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. In other words, he did not hold himself to that regard. Even though he was fully God, he didn't use that as an advantage over the people that he came in contact with. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, not to be served, but to serve. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. He was obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. Again, there's the therefore. What's it there for? Because he's willing to do this, because he was willing to be the lowliest of servants and, and to put others above himself. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Did it say some knees? No, it says every knee. That, that's every person with knees. Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, in every tongue. Did it say some tongues? No, it's every tongue. Acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because He bowed, because He served, because He died, because He emptied Himself, because Jesus did this, the Father exalts Him so that every knee would bow and tongue confess to the glory of God the Father. This next portion of Scripture is, is sometimes subtitled in your Bible, and, and in my Bible, Shining as Stars, and I, 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 it always caught my attention as a kid. I was like, man, Shining as Stars, I want to shine like a star, but I thought of it as like a superstar, like I thought of a movie star, a sports you know, uh, role model, one of those people. But this is what it says to shine as stars. Therefore... My dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So first thing is, is if you want to shine like a star, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Okay, that, that little section right there seems kind of weird. Work out your, your salvation with fear and 
and trembling. Okay, so, so when I think about that or when you think about that, what, what comes to mind? What does that mean to work out your salvation with fear and trembling? I think what it means is kind of the same relationship that I had with my, my dad at different stages in life. When I was a kid and I did wrong, I was working out my, my salvation from being punished with fear and trembling. Like I was literally afraid for my life, right? I was afraid for, for, for not for my life, but like for punishment, like dad is going to spank me. And so I had this, this fear and trembling as I knew he was coming home soon and I was going to have some consequences for what happened. Moving on in my life and maturing and getting older and getting bigger and even bigger than my dad Like no longer was I afraid of my dad in that way physically But I continued to work out my 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 salvation or, or my relationship With my dad with fear and trembling, but that fear and trembling took on a different form at that point You know what that form was it was a respect It was a respect for my dad and for who he was so it wasn't that I didn't do what I didn't do because I didn't want to be punished anymore I didn't do what I didn't do because I love my dad and because I respected my my father right so that's what I think that I, I understand this to mean he says work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill it is his good purpose as you try to figure this thing out, as you try to wrestle through your salvation, it is more than just at the end of the service raising your hand. And yes, that's a part of it to make a, a, a public confession that Jesus is Lord and that I need him and, and I'm asking him to forgive me of my sins. Yes, that is part of what we do in our, our walk with God that starts with that initial point of surrender. But then we're kind of like working out our salvation. In other words, we're like working out this relationship and, and we're, we're taking all of these steps one of which is happening even today, this step of baptism. You see, baptism candidates, you are working out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it's, it's, it's like you doing this, not just for you, but for those around you. And, and, and it's part of this, this growth. It's not that baptism or that water that's going to save you, but it's just a step in this journey in your life and in your walk with Jesus. And he says... At, it's not just about you. It's about the good purpose that God has for you and for those around you. Because here's the thing. When you're baptized, not only is it, is it a great thing for you and for others to say, wow, look at the good things that God has done for you, but because of the change in you, other people would be changed. It's a ripple effect to your families and to your friends and to your community and even generations that would follow you. We had a Hope Center graduation this past week. Demetrio and, and Josh uh, graduated from our 12-month uh, live-in drug and alcohol program called Hope Center Ministries. And uh, I got to talk to them just a little bit about this and, and the purpose that God has for them, leaving that life of addiction, leaving that life of drugs to say, you know what, there's something more that God has for you. And it's going to work out for not only for them, but for those around them, for, for those that are following them and it will impact them their families their their hope center family their renewed family and all of us that are cheering them on because we know that god has a great purpose for their lives when you fully surrender when you fully like allow god to have everything of you it doesn't just change you it change changes those that are around you it changes your world 
but it, it's going to require, this, this working it out is going to require that they have the same mind as of Christ, this, this loving, this united, being one in spirit, this humility, and humility valuing others uh, above yourselves. And in verse 14, it says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Paul is saying, and, and, and when you shine and when you do everything that God has called for you to do and he has planned for you to do, then I will uh, be able to boast on the day of Christ that I didn't run in vain. I didn't labor in vain. I didn't waste my time or even my chains for nothing. This is all for God. You see, theologians have sometimes referred to Jesus as the second Adam. Adam, the Adam of Genesis, of the creation account, being the first man and Christ, the Son of God, the second part of the Trinity, coming as everything that God intended for the first Adam to be. And there's this interesting comparison from Adam to Christ, okay? So like Adam, he was made in the image of God, but he aspired to be like God, so he ate of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, the one tree of good and evil, the one tree that God commanded him not to eat from. That's the one tree that he ate from. Why? Because he wanted to be like God. Jesus, comparatively, was unequivocally God. He was fully God and fully man. That's part of our theology. It's part of our understanding. Like, yes, he was fully God, and yet he came, and in, in his an incarnation, he had flesh and blood and feelings and temptation yet was without sin. He was fully God and was fully man. He did not consider it, though, for his advantage, but instead, instead he emptied himself, taking the very nature of a servant. Here we have Adam, who's looking for his platform, looking for his tree to climb up and, 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 and gain power and, and knowledge and authority. And then we have Jesus, who's humbling, humbling himself, like a servant. See, Adam exalted himself while Jesus humbled himself. Adam was disobedient. He became disobedient by eating from the tree and therefore he was isolated and alienated while Jesus was obedient. He became obedient to death, even death on the cross. It's, it's one thing to be obedient, and I know many that have been obedient to death to the point of their life when, when they breathed their last and they were faithful to God and they said, it is well with my soul, and they, they put their faith in Jesus as they, they breathed their last breath on earth and then he opened their eyes and breathed their first breath in heaven. We just know that that's what was happening in many people's lives. But death on the cross, obedient to death, even death on the cross, how much harder was that last breath, those last moments of Jesus's life when he was breathing his last breaths thinking about each and every one of you so Adam his choices led to condemnation and isolation and alienation while Jesus his choices led to glorification and exaltation and redemption for you and I for all of mankind it says that at the name of Jesus the name above every other name, every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's a story 
that Soren Kierkegaard tells of a, a prince who was one day riding through a rather poor section of a city in his kingdom. And looking through the curtains of the royal carriage, he caught a glimpse of the most beautiful woman that he had ever seen. And he found excuses to drive near where he had seen her with the hope that he would see her again. He was constantly looking for and searching this woman out. Before long, he was sure that he was in love with her. He desperately desired to take her hand in marriage, but he wondered how he should go about it. Of course, as the prince, he could command her to become his wife, but then he thought, what kind of marriage would that be if she was forced to be my wife? Or, or certainly, he could have done, he could have done go to her as, as the prince and, and, and just overwhelmed her with his royalty. His wealth and his power would make any woman in the kingdom wish to be his bride. But he wanted her to love him for him, not because of his position or his prestige. Again, then he thought, well, maybe I can masquerade as a peasant and, and, and kind of like just pretend to be someone I'm not. And, and after winning her interest, I'd pull off my mask and reveal my true identity. But such trickery didn't appeal to the prince. So he hit upon the most noble solution of all. He laid aside his kingly robes. He moved into her neighborhood. He took up a vocation, say, as a carpenter. He lived as she lived. He got to know her friends. He shopped where she shopped. He, he did the things that she did, learning to talk her language. And in the natural course of things, he would meet his beloved and gain her friendship, and then her trust, her admiration, and finally her love. The prince did this, and only after her love was won did his beloved come to know his true identity. See, Christ did that for us. That's exactly the way Christ came, not politically or, or by trickery or bribery or by force. He came and lived among us and learned the language and the culture and understood what it meant to hurt. He understood what it meant to be tempted. He understood what it meant to face trial, trials and struggles in life. He earned our friendship, our trust, our admiration, and finally he earned our love. That's the perspective that I want you to get today. I, I want you this morning, and I think that's part of what the Apostle Paul is trying to teach us through Philippians chapter 2, is that we've got to change our perspectives towards Jesus. We've got to change the way that we see Jesus and the relationship that we have with him, that he's not just the big guy upstairs. He's not just the, this judge that's looking for the opportunity to condemn. Yes, he is a just judge and there is judgment, but he's also the one that came and died to sacrifice his own life so that standing before the throne, standing in that courtroom, Jesus would be able to say, hey, uh, he's right, he's righteous, he's okay because of what I did. I want you to change your perspective towards Jesus, but then the other thing that I want you to do is I want you to change your perspective towards others. Man, it's so easy for us sometimes, right, to, to get into this place where we just value ourselves above others. I, I've been 
praying over and reading through this sermon and somebody gets in my way in traffic and I get an attitude about it. It's like a two-second delay in my time or in my schedule. And at that moment, that's when the Lord's been saying to me, hey, Trevor, you need to value them above you. They, they have somewhere to go too. Their lives are important too. Maybe they've got something really, really big going on in their life. Let them in. Value them above yourselves. When I'm walking into the store, I, I try to hold the door for someone. Why? J just to say, hey, not to be seen, but just to say, hey, you're... You're valued more than me. You're, you're, you're as important or more important than I am. I'm trying to get this across to you that this is how you're going to shine like a star in the universe. When you start changing your perspective towards Jesus and that starts rubbing off on you in such a way that you begin to change your perspectives towards others. The people that have studied relationships say that power and love cannot be simultaneously expressed. The person who has the most love is the one with the least power. And I thought that was kind of crazy until I thought about it. If, if a wife really, really loves her husband and would do anything to earn his love, and yet the husband is kind of like, so she's like a 10 in love with him. And he's like a five. And that's heartbreaking if it's like that. But he's like a five. He's kind of like, you know, I love you, but I also love all my other stuff. I love my buddies, and I love my weekends, and I love everything else. And it's, it's like she would do anything to please him, and he's just kind of like, you know what? I love you, honey, but what do you want from me, right? Who has the more power in the relationship? He does. Do you see that? Like, because she's made herself vulnerable, because she's made herself to the point of, I'm willing to literally be rejected by you, he is, he's the one that holds more power. And that's exactly what Jesus did, did for us. He was willing to be vulnerable, to be exploited, to be one that we would just blow off or, or reject or mock. Say, I don't care what Jesus thinks. I don't care about that Jesus stuff. He's given us the, the, the right and the, the, the ability, the choice to make the decision. Even though he's the one with, should be with the most power, he, he humbled himself and said, it's your choice. Why? Because he loved us that much. Because he loved you and me that much. And maybe we want a God that exercises limitless power at all times and for every situation. Maybe we want a God that would, would just come to our beck and call like a vending machine or, or, or somebody that can come and, and, and do you know Santa Claus wish lists and stuff like that to, to annihilate the enemy or eliminate cancer or overcome our greatest fear, whatever it is. And sometimes he comes in the form of a suffering servant on a cross to pursue us so that we'll in turn learn to pursue him and love him not just for what he can do for us but because of our love for him Paul tells us in Corinthians of how Christ was reconciling the world unto himself and in turn he was giving us the same ministry of reconciliation and on the cross we see how far God's love would go to die an agonizing death rather than have those he loved endure eternal condemnation he wants us to experience 
uh, eternal life, abundant life here on earth, but he's giving us that choice and that opportunity. And with that, we get to spread that. We get to share that with those around us. And how do we do it? By loving in that same way. By living just like that. By, by being that same kind of example to those that we come in contact with. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. If you would, go ahead and stand where you're at. And as we close up the message, I, uh, I'm about to pray, but I just say, what do you do with this? You do what Paul says in Philippians 2. He says, be like-minded. Be like-minded. Have the same mind as Christ. Uh, have the same love. Be united. Be united in, in who we are as a people. Be one in spirit. Be, be, you know, maybe, maybe we have different interests and different, different, different likes and different preferences on things, but let's still like be one in spirit in the way that we worship. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. How can I, how can I serve today? How can I serve you today? How can I bless you today? Value others above yourselves. You see, Jesus is inviting you to change your perspective. How you see Him, how you see others. Jesus loves you. He, he died for you. And today is that opportunity for you to choose to live for Him. Such a way that says, Jesus, I love your people. I love your sons and daughters as, and daughters as much as you do. And I'm willing to sacrifice my life for them, my, my interests for theirs. The verse of the day in the Bible app today, I follow that. Every weekend I, I use the Bible app as my kind of my devotions. I have a reading plan Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends I kind of just follow the, the, the daily story on Bible app. And today's story, the verse was um, Romans 12, talking about being a living sacrifice, which is such an oxymoron, right? Living sacrifice what is a sacrifice? A sacrifice is something that has to be killed. A sacrifice has to die. And, and, and what's the sacrifice for? It's for something that needs to be made right, right? It's, it's this, this payment for something that, that is owed. And the Apostle Paul is telling us in that to make yourself, to, to be this living sacrifice. I die so that I can live in Christ. That's what baptism is. So we're going to celebrate in just a few minutes. That's, that's what happens with these, these men and women that, that were baptized in the first service and the men and women that are going to be baptized in this service. It's this, I'm, I'm dying to my old self. I'm being buried with Christ and raised to new life in Jesus. This, this new creation. That's what, the, this, that's what the walk is all about. That's what we're supposed to live out. That's how we're going to live it out. If, if you can't find fulfillment in your 2023 vehicles and your, your, your upgraded whatevers, if it's just not seeming to satisfy, it's because it's not meant to satisfy. It won't. I promise you, I know millionaires, I know people that have a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And the money, they'll tell you, it's just money. It's like once you get to this level, it, like, it really doesn't matter if you make another million or not because it's not going to satisfy. You know what satisfies? Your relationship with Jesus. Becoming that living sacrifice, fully surrendered, and, and being able to say, man, 
even though I, I, I might, in the world standards, might, people would think I'm better than you or more important than you or more educated than you or all of those things. How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I help you? I think Paul was trying to help the Philippian church to understand this, and I, I want to help the Renew Church to take this same lesson as a perspective of how we see Jesus and how we see others. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today? Father, I thank you for each and every person in the room, those that are online, within the sound of my voice. God, I thank you for the good things that you're doing, what you want to do in us. I, I, I pray that, God, we could begin to shine like stars in the sky. And how are we going to do that? Not by building ourselves up, not by, by gaining from the, eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, not by making the, the choices of rebellion like Adam did, but taking the steps that Jesus did to lower ourselves, to humble ourselves, to, to, uh, to love more than we express love, more than we express power. God, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice that's wrestling with where they're at today in, in, in a humbleness in heart and in mind that they would just say, you know what, God, I think this message was for me. I think this message is for the way that I spend my time, the way that I, I use my resources, the way that I am impacting my family and my friends. God, help us. Help us. The first step, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, the first step in this working out your salvation is for the person in the room that either has never made this declaration or the person that has maybe made it, but maybe you've walked away from Jesus and you've turned your back, the, the first step is just to say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you to forgive me. I need you to come into my life. Make me brand new. If today you want Jesus to come and forgive you of your sins, and today you want to declare him as your Lord and Savior, whether in the room or those of you that are online, if today is that day, the day of salvation, I'm just going to invite you to raise your hand just for a moment so I can acknowledge it. Nobody looking around. If that's you, just lift your hand right where you're at. Right where you're at. See your hand, sir. Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else? If you're online and you're saying, I've decided to follow Jesus, you could just write that in the chat. I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and then I'm going to also give the second part of the invitation. But just let's pray this prayer together as a body, as one united in spirit, even for the one that's today making a declaration. And the prayer goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I know that I've sinned, that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Make me a new creation. Today, I declare you my Lord and my Savior. May I be a living sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for what he's doing in the hearts and lives of people. So maybe the second part of this call is for you because you've been walking with Jesus. You know, you know him. You, you've, you've been following him for many years or many months or whatever. But it's this part of, hey, it's time to humble yourself. It's, it's time to, to, to take on the role of a servant because you've already played the role of the 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 boss long enough it's it's time to serve the way that jesus did to follow in his footsteps and say you know what i i surrender 
I want to be more of a living sacrifice to you. If that's you today and you would say, Pastor, pray for me. I, I know that I need to have more of a servant's heart. I need to have a different perspective towards others. If that's you, if you would be so bold as to lift your hand, would you just lift your hand? Would you lift your hand? Praise God. Praise God. Anybody else? Praise God. I see your hand. That's what it takes, guys. That's what it takes. It takes this, this spirit of, I, I need to, to love others more than I love myself. That's the example that Jesus made. You can put your hands down. And Father, I, I thank you for those that are making that decision. I pray, oh God, that for, for each and every person in the room, that they would sense the conviction of the Holy Spirit to say, you know what, if it's me, God, if I need to do it, begin to do it in me. Begin to help me to value others above myself, to love others the way that you loved me in the way that you loved them. Thank you, O oh God, for the work that you're doing in each and every heart. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's continue in worship through the, the singing of this song, and then Mikey's going to come up. We'll do announcements, and at the very end, we'll do our baptism ceremony.
Amen. You may be seated. And thank you all once again for joining us here at Renew Church. My name is Pastor Mikey. Just have a few announcements to share with you all. Um, firstly, if you've been curious, wondering, man, how are, how are these people wearing these Renew shirts? You may see in the pocket logo, the one that has um, No God, Find Freedom, Make a Difference, uh, to make a purpose on the back, or maybe the, the, the New Creation Has Come shirt like Pastor Trevor is wearing today. Well, today is the Sunday to buy Renew shirt. It's Merch Sunday, so on your way out, under the carport, if you'd like, you can check out our merch table, check out our shirts, and if you're interested in, in getting one, that would be the time and the place to do that. Also, on August the 6th, we're going to be doing a back-to-school giveaway. So if you want to join us in blessing the community with school supplies and book bags and different things of that nature, we'll be accepting donations all the way up to July the 30th. So if that's something that you're interested in, man, we would love to partner with you in doing that. Um, as far as announcements, that's pretty much it. And if you would just join me in bringing back up Pastor Trevor and our baptism candidates. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mikey. Hey, uh, baptism candidates, if you are getting baptized, join me on stage. Come on, let's give them a round of applause. Come on. Don't be shy. Awesome. 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 Marcus. Congratulations, bro. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, how are you? God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So these are our baptism candidates for the... the and uh, we are excited that you guys are making this decision, this declaration. So let me read this for you, and, and uh, then we'll, we'll move outside for the conclusion of the ceremony. It says, Dearly beloved, Christian baptism is a sacrament signifying participation by faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and incorporation into his body, the church. It's a means of grace proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The Apostle Paul declares that all who are baptized into Christ Jesus are baptized into his death, and we are buried with him through baptism, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too are raised to walk in newness of life. As we have been united with him in his death, we will also be united with him in his resurrection. The Christian faith into which you now come to be baptized is affirmed in the Apostles' Creed, which we confess. And this is how it's written. We believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church of Jesus Christ, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Will you be baptized into this faith? If so, respond, I will. Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and do you believe that he saves you now? If so, say, I do. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give them a round of applause. Let's cheer them on. And I want to pray over you guys. And uh, then we'll, we'll just do our final uh, concluding um, benediction right after this. But let me just pray. Father, I thank you so much uh, for these two ladies and this young man. God, I thank you for the decision, the declaration that they're making. This public testimony that they're dying to the old self, to the old ways, to be raised to new life in Christ. 
God, I thank you for the work that you've done to this point and how they're continuing to, even as we've talked about in the message today, they're working out their salvation as this being a part of that step towards just saying, you know what, everything, all of me, my whole life, I give over to you. Dying to that old way to be raised into a new life in Jesus. God, be with them. Keep your hand upon them. We thank you, O oh God, for their lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Come on, let's give them one more round of applause. Stay here for one second. Wait one second. So at this time, um, we're about to dismiss, but before we dismiss, I'm going to uh, just pray over the offering. And I, there's three ways to give to Renew Church. Um, you know what? I, I want to say one more thing. Um, August the 6th, as Mikey was talking about, it's back to school Sunday, and we're giving away uh, 250 backpacks, 150 in Miami and 100 in Homestead. So we're going to, we're going to purchase them this week so that we have time to get them and everything. But if you have a contact or if you know a way to get 250 backpacks, maybe in a cheaper way than we do, let us know. Maybe you know somebody or you know somebody that, that is doing something through that. Let us know in that. But because you give, we don't have to worry about it. One way or the other, we're going to be able to buy and, and purchase and distribute these backpacks on August 6th. And that's because of your faithfulness in giving to Renew. Thank you for that. There's three ways to give. The envelope right there in the seat back in front of you. You can drop that off in a bucket on your way out or in one of the offering boxes in the foyer or through our website at renew.miami forward slash giving or texting the word give to 786-565-1165. So let's pray over the offering and then we'll be dismissed. Father, I thank you so much again for this baptism candidates. I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this, uh, these, the, these tithes and offerings that are coming to use for your kingdom and for uh, spreading the gospel in our city and even around the world. God, I pray that you would just continue to help us uh, use us in great ways as a church as we lead people to a renewed life in Christ. Be with us as we go from this place, but not from your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So as you go from here, guys, don't leave completely. Meet us in the courtyard for the baptism. Thank you.